we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Why on ESPN 1063. I don't need the The bell of the ball here for day two of ACC kickoff. Quarterback FSU, uh, Benjamin alum, and also a Heisman favorite in the preseason. Jordan, uh, we spoke last year here at ACC kickoff, the same event. Uh, same scene, but a different feeling around FSU. You guys had a confidence about you guys, you know, here in Charlotte last year that I can feel and sense when I talk to you in Norville. It panned out with a 10-win season, and now you guys are one of the ACC favorites. What's what's the uh, aura like around FSU and the Seminoles um, now after what you guys went out and proved what you knew you could do last year? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm blessed to be here and see you again, man. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really special. The feeling around the locker room, the feeling around the university is is really special, and it's way different than last year, which is crazy because last year it felt going into the season like it was special, man. But this feeling this year, um, the work ethic that we have as a football team and the family and the culture that we have is second to none. I mean, I walk into the locker room every single day with a smile on my face, happy to see my teammates, man, and I just saw them yesterday. Um, so it's really special. We got Ken Levicka and Stone Labanowitz back in the studio here on uh, Ken Levicka Live. I know Ken has a question for you, uh, a guy that watched you and covered you a little bit in high school when you were at Benjamin. What's up, Ken? Jordan, you make me feel so old, man. I know. I saw you <laughs> play in eighth grade. I saw you play at Benjamin. I, I, I just... I'm getting older. You're getting better. Now you're sitting here as a Heisman favorite. But uh, let me let me post this to you. We talked about fourth and fourteen last year with you. A better feeling for Jordan Travis, Florida State quarterback. Fourth and fourteen and a win over Miami, or forty-five to three and a win over Miami on their home field. What are you taking? What felt better? Uh, I'll take both of them. Uh, just beating Miami is <laughs> is my dream come true, and that's all I care about is winning the game. I don't care how we do it. I don't care if I go for throw for five yards and we win the game by one. Um, that's all I care about. Um, I mean, if I had to pick one just to give you an answer, man, <laughs> I'm going to say 45-3. to three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. doing that after um, they beat us pretty bad a couple of years ago, and I remember it like the back of my hand. and. Making a, I made a bad bad play and that play still haunts me till today. Um, but yeah, forty five to three in that same stadium felt really good, man. Yeah, feels feels a lot better to be able to joke around on the sideline a little bit in the fourth quarter than uh, than being in it in the fourth quarter. That's uh, I, I'm glad you gave me forty five to three. I'd be the same way. I'd be the exact same yes, way, Stone. JT, what's going on, yes, man? Uh, Theo kind of hinted at it, right? I know you've heard all the Heisman chatter, and I, I think all of us back home are excited to see what you can do for that campaign, but. Have you been reached out to by guys like Jameis Winston, Chris Wanky, Charlie Ward in regards to how to handle yourself when you have Heisman expectations? Honestly, no, I've not spoke to him about that. Um, I, I feel like, I mean, I communicate with Jameis and Charlie, and I've talked to Chris Winky before. Um, I think they know what type of person I am. Um, never get too high, man. Um, I'm always the same person every single day. Um, can't, the hype can't break me man or change me i know where i came from like always i mean i've been down in the dumps before um pretty bad where people were probably saying i was probably the worst quarterback in the acc um so i'm not really worried about what people say it's it's about this football team and winning football games that's all i care about sitting here with jordan travis at acc kickoff day two uh quarterback florida state seminoles benjamin alum uh you didn't start your your college career at florida state obviously you started at louisville and and you 
you had you've had this journey, you know, through different coaching staffs, through different offensive coordinators, and people pouring belief into you. And now you're sitting here. What do you look back to in that journey? Because obviously you started playing college football. What 2018, 2019? <laughs> what do you ago. look back? Right. <laughs> what do you look back to in that journey? What was one moment, one conversation uh, that really changed everything for you now? Because like you said, there was a moment where people didn't have that same confidence you had in yourself, yeah. and now everybody in the nation believes you're a guy. Um, I feel like when Coach Dillingham and Coach Norvell came to Florida State, that was kind of the turning point for me. I mean, I had coaches that believed in me. Sometimes that's all you need, man, is just someone to tell you that they believe in you and that you're a quarterback. I wanted to change positions at some point in my career, and I asked them when they first got there if I could, and they shot it down right away. And ever since then, I've had so much respect for them because they've pushed me to the player and man I am today, and I'm grateful. Missouri. Jordan, what what were the conversations that led you to return this year? What were you told? What was your sense? Because I thought after watching you guys beat Oklahoma, you were going to declare for the draft. I thought that Jordan Travis was going to the league. You beat this year's number two overall pick in the NFL draft in Anthony Richardson last year. What had you coming back to Florida State this season? Um. I always talk about unfinished business, man. I can't afford a state for something better than what we have gotten in the past. I, I mean, I want, I want to win a lot of football games, win every single football game I play this year. Um, that is this goal, the goal of this team. I mean, I just felt like it was right to come back. I mean, seeing all the other guys come back, I mean, I felt like it was a no-brainer at all. I, I didn't even question it at all. I mean, come back and... Help, help this football team, help Coach Norvell, help this university get back to where they belong. Um, yeah, and I'm excited and I can't wait. Travis, let's, uh, speaking of coming back, let's talk about Johnny Wilson. Obviously, your go to guy, and I think uh, a household name in the ACC, let alone uh, the country at this point. Just talk a little bit about Johnny and, and what he means to this football team. Yeah, Johnny means everything. Um, when you have a 6 7 receiver that can move pretty fast and is is kind of like a cheat code. It's like a, it's like a creative player on Madden. Um, but we get to we get to experience and play with him every day. I mean, it's it makes my job a lot easier when you could just throw the ball up in the air and have a guy like that go get it. I mean, it's a blessing from the man upstairs, and I'm very grateful to have Johnny on this team. And just his personality is one thing, man. I'm so grateful just to be around him every day. He brings a smile to my face, brings a smile to everyone else's face on the team. Yeah, we're grateful to have him. And last one here for Jordan Travis uh, here, quarterback Florida State Seminoles here at ACC kickoff day two. Uh, you, you've had so many huge plays last year that stood out. Uh, you had 31 total touchdowns, over 3,000 yards through the air. Uh, I always see the highlight that sticks out the most, the rushing touchdown you had against the Gators. I, I know you've seen that in film time over time. What, what play outside of that one where you escaped like three sacks to score a touchdown pops out to you as one of those things that not only is going to be on display this year, but then also the NFL scouts are going to be looking at because I'm sure after this year with Florida State, you're looking to go uh, play on Sundays. Um, yeah, I think it is uh, one of my favorite plays. I always, I, I always say this is like the type of player I am. Um, so we fumbled the ball against Georgia Tech. Some we fumbled the ball on the goal line. We were running a wildcat, and I was out at receiver on the opposite side of the field and probably the three-yard line. And guy kept, picks up the ball and takes off. And I gave everything I had to go make that play. Um, just shows that I'll do whatever I can for this football team to help them win. And it just shows the effort 
So, yeah, I'll probably say that play. Jordan, real quick before we go. Don't hurt yourself making tackles. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, real quick before you go, Jordan, I just wanted to ask you, Mike Norvell with a mustache, how do you think that would look? Do you think he could sport that? Do you think he could make it work? Um, yeah, I would say yeah. Okay. I would say yeah. Just save the conversation with him, but y'all just say yeah. All right, all right, we'll play that back for him. You're on the record. Perfect. That's all I needed, Jordan. Excellent. Congrats, man, and uh, looking forward to a great season for you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nice to talk to y'all. Appreciate it. Signed up, sir. Thank you. Yep. That is Jordan Travis, Florida State quarterback Arthur Smith. Have you seen Atlanta Falcons head coach that that monstrosity on his face today? Have you seen at Falcons training camp how bad that looks? It looks like an 18-year-old caterpillar. Yeah, it's awful. It is absolutely awful. Well, mustaches like Arthur Smith's and a variety of other things with this man as we go right back at it. We go from Jordan Travis to Florida State head coach Mike Norvell right here on ESPN 106.3. We talked last year uh, about how the how confident you were in this bunch when the rest of the nation kind of wasn't paying attention. Now all the eyes are on the Florida State program here um, as we look to shift into a new ACC with no divisions and a better conference championship and all of this hype around the ACC and these Florida State Seminoles. For you, how do you kind of handle the more eyeballs uh, this year and how do you also help Jordan Travis and the rest of the bunch handle the attention Florida State's getting as everybody's talking about how y'all are back? Yeah, I mean, it's it still comes down to us and, uh, you know, the process that's necessary to improve, to get better. Um, you know, you know, I really, you know, I love coaching this team. I love the guys that I get to show up with every day and you know, seeing them uh, you know, work to be the best version of themselves and, you know, the outside expectations, you know, we didn't let that define us a year ago. Um, and, you know, this year it's still about the internal expectations. And uh, I've got a lot of confidence in this team and, and who they are, what they can do. But, you know, it still takes the work to, to, to pour into it and the response uh, to, the, to, to the situations we're going to find ourselves in. Coach, we're on Ken LaVica Live. we got Ken LaVica and Stone LeBandowitz back in the studio, and Ken's got something for you uh, here from ESPN West Palm. Coach, we're in West Palm, and hey, uh, congratulations on all the expectations this year set forth by last year. You're as even keeled as they come, but I refuse to believe that Mike Norvell doesn't have anxieties at points. Let me, let me pose this to you. More anxiety for Mike Norvell. A, fielding a team in your first year as a head coach with basically no offseason. B, rallying a team after an and four start, including a home loss to Jacksonville State, or C, going into a season with a Heisman favorite at quarterback and college football playoff aspirations. Which one is more anxiety-inducing for Mike Norvell? You know, I love it all. I mean, to be honest with you, it's uh, you're all different places and you're all things that you're going to have to go through, and it's just, uh, you know, that's what makes coaching, you know, special and, and all of those provide anxiety and, uh, you know, all of those you know, provide an opportunity, and that's where... Um, you know, some of those earlier situations, you know, you're not, you're, you're not excited uh, about, uh, you know, having to go, you right. know, to go through it. It's not all things that you necessarily would say, hey, sign me up for to have to go through this challenge. Just, but when you have to, when you, when you get to go through them, uh, you get to provide an example. And that's what this team is needed. And, uh, you know, now as we come into this year, uh, there is a, a lot more of the outside noise, you know, speaking positively about, uh, about our team and, and the program, which it should. I mean, you're at Florida State. We have a, we have a great, great program program uh, great expectations I mean but it's not it's not outside driven it has to be internal and that's where um, you know it, it, it all matters and so you know I'm grateful for the opportunity I've had to, to live through uh, those earlier situations and to kind of make it through those and uh, you know we're, we're looking forward to what these the challenges arise uh, you know here with this with the season that's ahead 
Coach, apparently we're on drip watch. Uh, it's making the rounds, your tie that you're sporting, the Bobby Bowden. Uh, just take a look, take Tough. us through the thought process and this morning getting ready and why you put that tie on. Uh, you know, it's a Coach Bowden is a, is a special person for this program, and uh, you know just what he was able to establish, what he was able to do, and um, you know the values. Um, of what he lived by and uh, you know there's a tremendous responsibility that I have uh, you know leading this program but uh, you know also what we represent and uh, you know we have our, our Bowden Society um, you know is, is there something that was established by our boosters and uh, you know it's something that uh, um, you know obviously I take a great 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 deal of pride of being a part of that and uh, you know obviously you know representing Coach Bowden and, and the job that I have and making sure that, uh, that we're pushing uh, to be the best that we can all be uh, you know a part of this Florida State program Speaking of, and we got Coach Mike Norvell, FSU head coach here at ACC kickoff day two. Uh, Being the best you can be, we're going to find out a lot about this program through the first four weeks. I know you're focused on just week one, but how important is it to get a good gauge on what you have, uh, especially when a lot of teams are scheduling these non-conference slates that are, you know, a bunch of, you know, cupcake schedules, if you will. Well, I mean, you know, you come to Florida, Florida State, you're going to play the best, and uh, that's what that's one of the things that uh, that we aspire to to be. And you know, obviously, you got to go through those go through those uh, experiences, and you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, you know, kicking off versus defending SEC West champions, a team that we played a, a year ago, and uh, you know, we're we're excited about uh, you know being able to take a step to see where this this 23 team is going to uh, uh, where we're going to go, and um, you know, we're to be on that stage uh, to have that spotlight. I mean, that's what these what these kids, uh, you know, what we all desire. And um, you now we get to go prepare and get ready for the game. Uh, two-part question here, Coach. Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons sporting just a hideous, awful mustache to start training camp today. Uh, I asked Jordan Travis. He said, yeah, I think Coach could pull off a mustache. I know you've dabbled in facial hair previously, more of the goatee kind. Uh, would you ever pull off a mustache? Would you at least give it a shot? And then B, between Jordan Travis and Keem Den, is it safe to say that Palm Beach County is the key to Florida State success? Well, I will say that the uh, the mustache you will not see that uh, the goatee from the goatee was good for me for many years, and then I the, the gray hair has, has taken uh-huh. over. So I only sport that on vacation. But uh, no, it is. Uh, and then you know, obviously, Palm Beach County is is you know special for our, for our program, and uh, you know, and and the guys that we have on our roster, the guys that we continue to uh, to recruit to bring to it, and um, you know, definitely you know excited about the uh, the success that they that those two. You know, those individuals have had and uh, you know definitely uh, fired up for what the future holds and stone it's the last one because uh, i'm getting the, the death stare from his pr guy what you got stone the death stare all right let's keep it homegrown and let's <laughs> let's, let's let's stick to jordan travis i'm sure you've been peppered with questions in regards to him all morning long but seriously though i think we've become well aware of what he can do on the field but speak to the type of kid he is off the field and what he means to your guys' football team I um, mean, I think that is his greatest quality, and we all see that on the field. But uh, you know who he is, his humility, uh, you know the way that he cares about his teammates, cares about this program, and the work that he's willing to invest in all of those. That's what makes him special. And uh, you know he's he's one of the best best football players in all in the entire country. And uh, you know I'm grateful for the person, you know more than just the player. That's perfect, Mike Norvell, Dapper Dan here at uh, ACC kickoff, <laughs> looking sharp. Appreciate your time. Good luck with the season, and uh, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, appreciate you having me on, and go Knowles. Mike Norvell, hell of a coach and uh, scintillating interview. All right, uh, so uh, Theo Stone, <laughs> before uh, before we get to ask Steve's real quick, 
This is uh, breaking news out of Washington, D.C. Former U.S. intelligence David Grush has said under oath to Congress that the United States is in possession of partial and completely intact non-human bodies. And that we've known since the 30s about non-human intelligence on the planet. Theo, how do you feel about this? I mean... Yeah, he just went number one to the San Antonio Spurs, right? Like, nice. Victor Wimbanyama? That was, that You're horrible. was clever. Don't let He's Stone, alien, don't right? let Stone, don't let Stone well, bring st- you is down. Is he hating? He is hating. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right, yes, the delivery was a little, it was slow to come out. I was trying to figure out the way to phrase it, but it was a good, it was a good one line. I thought, you, I thought you did well. Stephen A., stop it. Pipe down, Stephen A. Uh, when we come back. Uh, a man who is of the human kind, the most intelligent that we know of. That is Steve Politziner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and so much more. And from the ACC Network scheduled to appear, the speedster, former NFL man and Virginia Tech Hokie, Eddie Royal. Are they on at the same time? Yes, they will be. Is this a disaster? Potentially. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. It's Y on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Why on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey at ACC kickoff, Weston in Charlotte. Red hot college football action. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. And it's time now to bring in the brains of this operation every single week. He is wildly intelligent. Is he more intelligent than the aliens that apparently the United States has, according to testimony today? Not sure, but he's as good as we're going to get. Time now for Steve Politziner and Ask Steve's. Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Uh, Theo, do we have the ACC Networks and former Charger and Bronco and Chicago Bear Eddie Royal? Uh, we have him only on ACC Network currently, still live on TV, and one of his oh. uh, liaisons just came over and tapped me and said uh, we're, they're going to try to give him to us tomorrow. He's he's still elusive. All right, well, uh, well don't don't bother. I mean, you can have him. Uh, <laughs> if he can't be on time for yeah. us, then I don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, Steve Politziner here on Y on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Steve, uh, thank you as always for joining us. Uh, we've been talking a lot about branding this week what do you think of the new name of the show we just felt hbo is max uh twitter is now x so ken levick alive is now why i just i wanted to ask you from a business standpoint how important it is to rebrand here in 2023 uh i mean i think you're finding that if you rebrand it it might not necessarily be the best thing for your brand uh did you have a brand did you have a need to rebrand your brand? Yeah, I think and, so. I think so. I, and, I think. Or is this just to create buzz and curiosity for which appears to be the reason why Twitter just cost itself twenty billion dollars in brand value? Um, as it's the only the only reason that I can come to. Well, you bring that up. Luckily, I don't have twenty billion dollars of brand value to lose in the first place. <laughs> so I feel like this is it's worth a shot. 
it's worth a go. We've got a sick new logo, uh, and we've definitely been making waves amongst the uh, the media types here in uh, in South Florida. So we're going to see this through. We're going to see this through. This is no time to get cold feet. You know, Stephen, business. You can't get cold feet once you make a decision. You gotta you gotta push forward, right? What are your What are your metrics? What are your KPIs? Is this uh, audience? Is it advertising partners? Is it social media following? Like what, what, what is going to determine if this rebrand has been worth, you know, this, mm-hmm. this sizable investment? I, I'm glad you asked. And uh, I don't have a single solitary clue what KPI means. So I'm going to avoid that portion of, uh, of your question. What I'll say is the whole goal of this for me is to have people tell me, wow, Ken, that's creative. It's really for me to have my ego boosted. That's the one metric I'm really focused on is, wow, Ken, you truly are playing off of something that's and, been in the news. And, you know, the shame of it, Ken, the fact that you think that's creative when all it really is is just following. You're like, you're like you know, you're a sheep just following <laughs> what everybody else is doing. Not true. And, like, that's creative. Wow, Twitter rebranded. I'm going to rebrand. Wow, Ken, that's creative. If anyone tells you that's creative, I would be weary of the person that says that. You know what? I um. I should say leery. Actually, is probably the right. Well, word. you could be weary, weary of it leery. as well. Weary yes. and leery often, oftentimes uh, confused. Well, hearing hearing you speak is causing me to be weary of the decision that I made to uh, to uh, to rebrand. Let's just move along for a moment here. Uh, ask Steve's Steve Palatiner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, with us here on uh, on ESPN 106.3. Steve, say hello to uh, to Theo Theo Dorsey, who's in Charlotte at ACC kickoff for some red hot college football content. What yeah, I, I thought Eddie Royal was going to be on. Yeah, way to go, Theo. Uh, today. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie had uh, he, he's. We're going to get him. We're going to get him at some point, probably tomorrow. He uh, he's 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 busy, but we wanted to dedicate all this time to you, Steve. We want the real knowledge, and that comes from only from one place, Steve Palatina. <laughs> well, you sounds like you're dropping it also from ACC Media Day. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I'm doing what I can. It's yeah. also a ghost town up here because I, I don't think ACC needed three days. Yeah, still, get this. Yeah, we're having fun. Get this, Steve. So they had uh, Mario Cristobal in Miami day one. So even though they're mid, uh, there's a lot of eyeballs. People want to talk to the Miami people. Now, today you had Florida State. Uh, we talked with Mike Norvell and, uh, and Jordan Travis. They're one of the favorites along with Clemson in the ACC, but apparently not a big enough draw for everybody from day one to come back for day two. And then my theory is, Steve, is they arrest because tomorrow the vaunted Dabo makes the rounds at the Westin mm. in Charlotte. I think that is poor media behavior, though. I feel like if you're going to be there, you might as well talk to everybody. That's not good college football content, Steve. No, what else should they be doing? What is what are they doing today in Charlotte? And I can't imagine. Like, maybe, I mean, beautiful weather, maybe a little golf. But, yeah, it feels like... Uh, Feels like missed opportunities. Also, not a ton going on right now, sports-wise. Like, I mean, there's always stuff, but it's certainly an opportunity that if someone could break someone or could break something or get, you know, a pretty neat quote or you know something on the. There's a lot of things. The state of college football. I mean, there's a lot of things going on right now that are opportunities. So it seems like a little bit of a lazy journalism. But I know that's never the case with Theo Dorsey, which is why he is on. one there. And if there is a story to be uncovered, he will do it. 
A yes, blocked it's exactly why we had him eating churros. On right, the right. Show we already. we literally let him leave the first seven minutes of the show so he could go downstairs to get churros from the media room before they ran out. Steve, that's yes. the type of journalism we're getting. I think he just took another priorities. bite. Priorities. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about contracts with you. I want to talk about someone's value, someone's worth, whether or not it makes sense. There were three notable contracts signed this week, okay, or at least agreed to this week. Justin Herbert now has the highest NFL contract uh, money per year in the history of the league. Jalen Brown, the number two on the runners-up in the Eastern Conference, Boston Celtics, now has the richest contract in NBA history. And Saquon Barkley, the best player on the New York Giants, uh, they said, hey, uh, Saquon, we're going to make this right. We won't offer the franchise tag. We'll offer the franchise tag plus $900,000 in incentives. Uh, so here you go, pal. And uh, he said, uh, okay, thanks. Uh, for you, which one of those three contracts at least makes the most sense in a vacuum? I totally I, like they're all they're all head scratchers. I mean, Jalen Brown, I think, was the one just because of the economics, like of the NBA, um, is that yes, he's currently the highest paid player in the NBA. But that that's with the escalators and all of the the um, uh, sort of the protocols and sort of the economics that go in with like that kind of contract. Plus, in the NBA, you know, it it doesn't mean that he'll never be tradable. Believe it or not, even because there will be other people that are making those kinds of those kinds of dollars. So that one, even though it's weird that Jalen Brown is the highest paid player in the NBA, we know that the whole max was created for super superstars, but it it's become for very good players. Two time All Star Jalen Brown has become the max because right. it's hey, if I do this, hey, still he can still become a tradable asset. The Herbert one. They're, you know, the amount of lock-in when you do that and the kind of cap impact that that's going to make is the sort of thing that if you don't win in two years, like I look at it now, the, the clock has started, three years max, you know, to be able to win because once all that uh, back-end um, cap uh, uh, mask starts to kick in, you, they're not going to be able to afford to put great talent around them. The Saquon thing, uh, i I still am at a loss. I can't understand who got what, like, what did Saquon accomplish out of this? I mean, there are these meetings to, you know, so how are we going to, how are we going to re uplift the running back position? And it's the same thing as being franchised. And even as a giant fan, um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't sign Saquon to a long, you know, to a long-term deal right now. I don't know what, for the giants, it's fine. I don't know what he just accomplished (laughs) for himself or for the running back position. Uh, Steve, if uh, if you could, real quick, uh, before I, I talk to you about Duffy's, uh, it sounds like there are aliens. It sounds like the U.S. has aliens. It has UFOs. There's testimony going on right now. Does this confirm a belief of yours, or does this blow your mind at this point? I've never wanted to believe it. I'm not a big, like, outer space kind of guy. <laughs> not a big I'm alien big, guy. Like, uh-huh. Monsters are going to you know, really exist kind of guy. I don't have the capacity to deal with those realities. So to me, it is still cloak and dagger. It is still smoke and mirrors. It is still um, more fiction than fact um, until like one shows up at the office. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I'm not, I'm not in, I, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to believe in it. Um, it's great for drama. It's great for talk. It's great for those shows. I, I when I saw the, 
like I don't look, I don't watch scary movies. I can't watch previews of things that are weird and that don't like don't exist in reality. So no, I don't have you know I don't have the mental uh, headspace. Uh, that possibility. Breaking news. Snooki just tweeted, I literally want to cry with what is happening at the UFO hearing. History. Finally, the public gets to hear what we've all known and thought. Uh, so, Snooki, weighing in on the uh, the UFOs that the U.S. has. And that's great, because Snooki yeah. seems to be on the other side uh, right. of where I am right. as far as the reality, and I think that puts me in a, a good good spot <laughs> to be. I'm, I'm glad where I sit on this. Also in a good spot, when you go to Duffy's, little two-for-one, not out of this world, no conspiracy, it's just the best. You're right. That's one thing that everyone can agree on. Um, whether it's the baseball action that's heating up the Duffy's, Duffy's or whatever you want to watch this, this summer, because when you are a Duffy's MVP, you can enjoy exclusive perks and savings, including preferred seating. How about preferred seating? You know, like, how, how awesome is that when you know you have an upgrade situation, you know, for you? Um, sign up for free for your Duffy's MVP card. And, of course, the best wings burgers, and famous two-for-one drinks. Duffy's, our game is always on. Maybe they'll even put a TV on the UFO hearing. Perhaps. I, I guess if, you, if you've, if you've uh, earned that perk, you can probably request it. I just won't be sitting next to you. Uh, good lunchtime viewing. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Theo, get back on the churros. Sorry to uh, interrupt you for a radio show here. <laughs> Say less. Good work. That is Steve Follett-Senior. Theo is still eating churros. Uh, That's Stone. I'm Ken. This is Why on ESPN 106.3. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. (laughs) With your broke ass. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Why on ESPN 106.3. Poor Saquon. Poor Saquon. Things could have been different. You guys piss me off, by the way. <laughs> Theo and Stone. I going to address it. I wondered. So was I. Well, how did it even start, Stone? How did this even start? Because you said something dumb about Lamar. Well, I said it's awfully funny how we were, well, not we. I don't want to include myself. You guys were going after Justin Herbert for blowing these monstrous 27-point leads. And then I was going to say, hey, what about uh, that guy Lamar Jackson, too, against the Miami Dolphins? And you said, well... It doesn't matter because Lamar can take some pride because it was done by Tua. And I was was like, really? It was a week two, 21-point deficit, and Tua is the master of the comeback. And so I was saying, okay, so you have more pride in losing to Tua than you do Trevor Lawrence. And then I proposed to both of you, if you're starting a franchise tomorrow and you only have two quarterbacks to choose from, Tua Tungabailoa, Trevor Lawrence, where are you going? And you didn't like mine and Theo's answer. Uh, What is your answer? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, see, that's nonsense. That's just That's nonsense. That's the only right answer. You're playing, no, no, no. You're, you're playing recency bias. No, we're not. Yeah, you are. They just barely backed into playing, the postseason. They he, won a playoff game. He, he almost didn't even get into that position. He actually fell behind by 27. Has Tua ever fell behind by 27 in a playoff game? Didn't think so. Has Tua ever won a playoff game? Don't think so. Was Tua, because he plays so hard, injured for the playoff game last year? Yeah. Did he lead him to the playoffs? The answer to that is yes. I tag you in, Theo. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence had the same stats as Tua with a less creative play caller, less weapons, and he's younger. And, and he's six foot five okay. and that injury prone. And I'm Tua, Trevor Lawrence. And Tua played fewer less games than they had the same stats. Well, he's got Tyreek Hill, hmm. Jalen Waddle, and Mike McDaniel. Like, 
get out of here. Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball to Christian Kirk and, and Zay Jones. Like, and the dude is make watch people this year. around I'm you better. Trevor Lawrence make people easily. around you better. Tyreek Hill he had did. the most lucrative receiving year of his career because he was playing with Tua, transcendent talent. And does Trevor Lawrence it's have an arm make... sleeve? The answer to that is no. <laughs> Let's look at it. So it's Tua hard to make people better when you can't play. Tua surrounded by every possible weapon he could have, except no, his offensive no, line. No wins in the playoff. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence is objectively better with his offensive line. Trevor, objectively better. Trevor Lawrence surrounded by nobody and went to playoff game against a really good and now the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. You know, I yeah. mean, it's apples and oranges over here. All right. One of them was a number one overall pick. The other one wasn't. The, the other one would have been a number one overall pick if his hip wasn't exploded at Mississippi State. Because he's injury prone. Exactly. He's not injury prone. He plays hard as hell. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'm so mad. You don't Theo, enjoy that. your churros. He's Theo. It's Stone. I'm Ken. One more crunch. Bye.